This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The White House is announcing a trip planned to Alabama for President Joe Biden. Biden will arrive in the state next Tuesday. The plan is for the president to travel to Troy and visit the Lockheed Martin facility there. Lockheed Martin is under contract by the federal government to build Javelin anti-tank missiles at the facility. Those Javelins have been sent to Ukraine as of late by the U.S. Department of Defense. Ukrainian forces are using the Javelin missiles against Russia's invading military. The Southern Poverty Law Center, which is headquartered here in Montgomery, Alabama, came up in the discussion within a congressional hearing held this week. That's in regards to a Biden nominee. The Senate Judiciary Committee was asking questions of Nancy Abudu, who is being nominated for the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. In particular, Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri took issue with the time that Abudu worked for the SPLC in the state of Georgia. Here's how it went down. You join SPLC? February 2021. I'm sorry, 2019. 2019. 2019 was the year that the SPLC paid $3.4 million in response to defamation lawsuits. 2019 was the year that Charity Watch gave your organization an F rating. The SPLC has been labeled by the left-wing policy journal Current Affairs as an outright fraud that uses willful deception designed to scare liberals into writing checks. The progressive journalist Alexander Cockburn said this about SPLC. I regard it, the Southern Poverty Law Center, collectively as one of the greatest frauds in American life. Liberal death penalty abolitionist Stephen Bright refused to accept an award named after the founder of the SPLC, saying in his words, the SPLC has long been run by a con man and a fraud. That's from a Harper's Magazine article. Also in 2019, SBLC employees told the press we were part of a con and we knew it. That's in a New Yorker article, not exactly a right-wing journal. Are you concerned by any of this record of the organization that you work for? Senator, what I'm glad that I didn't hear in that litany is a complaint about the voting rights work that we've done, about the clients and the community. Are you concerned that Charity Watch gave you an F, that you had to pay $3.4 million in response to defamation lawsuits, that you've been criticized, your organization's been criticized as a fraud and a con job, and that you work for an organization who says it's their goal in life to completely destroy their opponents? None of that gives you any pause. Senator, again... My work with the Southern Poverty Law Center has been to uphold the constitutional rights of individuals who, without pro bono counsel, would not be even able to have access to justice. I have to tell you, I find your answers absolutely extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. I can't believe you've been nominated for this position. I can't believe that the President of the United States would nominate someone from this organization with this record. And I can't believe that you would sit here today and refuse to condemn this hateful, frankly, violent rhetoric from this organization with this record. It's astounding to me. Abudu is undergoing a confirmation process within the U.S. Senate for the seat on the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. Well, there were some scary moments for a Thomasville police officer who almost lost his life due to exposure to fentanyl. The sergeant had responded to a drug overdose call in the town of Thomasville and was returning to the police headquarters. He alerted his wife and colleagues that he didn't feel well. Upon return to the headquarters, the officer then collapsed in the parking lot 
as Police Chief Mitchell Stuckey was going out to meet him. Stuckey told WKRG News that the officer fell flat on his face and his eyes rolled back. Fortunately, other officers had some Narcam nasal spray that saved his life. The officer had used protective gloves and gear in making the overdose call, but still, just a trace of fentanyl the size of a grain of salt can be deadly to a human. Stuckey says this is the second case in just four weeks involving fentanyl in that town, and the police chief says he will consider it an assault on an officer and even murder or attempted murder charges if any of his officers are affected by those using the drug and putting police at risk. In Coleman County, a man is being charged for murder that happened decades ago in the state of Massachusetts. 74-year-old Marvin McClendon is charged in the death of 11-year-old Melissa Ann Tremblay back in 1988. McClendon was arraigned in court by the Essex County District Attorney. The 11-year-old girl's body was found a day after she went missing. She and her parents had gone to a social club and the girl had played outside in that neighborhood while her parents were inside. She disappeared and could not be found until the next day. The little girl had been stabbed to death. McClendon was in the area at the time of the crime as a retired corrections officer in that state. Forensic evidence was used in the case to charge McClendon. He now awaits extradition. A former student at the University of Alabama is sentenced to prison for trying to send money to Al-Qaeda back in 2018. 26-year-old Alamod Abbasad will spend 90 months in prison after U.S. District Court Judge Scott Kugler issued the sentence. Abbasad advised an undercover investigator on how to send money without detection to Al-Qaeda members in Syria. The money was going to help them purchase weapons and equipment in the Middle East. In her defense, attorneys argued that Abusad was ignorant of the full situation going on in Syria and did not realize her actions were endangering innocent lives. The lineup of musical artists is announced for City Fest in Alabaster. Lauren Elena, Vertical Horizon, and L.V. Shane will all be part of the headline events this coming June 4th. The event is free to the public and will take place at the Thompson High School. This is the 20th year that the city of Alabaster has held its city fest. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a trade was made by the Biden administration. A convicted drug dealer in Russia was handed back over to that country in exchange for U.S. Marine Trevor Reed. Konstantin Yaroshenko was serving a 20-year prison sentence here in the U.S. for smuggling cocaine. Trevor Reed was serving a prison sentence in Russia for assaulting an officer after some heavy drinking. Reed has been detained in that country ever since 2019 when that event occurred. At least one Republican in Congress, maybe more, are using the possibility of impeachment to get their point across to the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins had this to say to Alejandro Mayorkas while he was before the House Committee on Homeland Security discussing the DHS budget. This disaster we have at our border, the disintegration of our national sovereignty, cannot be sustained. Anyone that has two brain cells that could perhaps bump into each other would know that it's abject failure down there. So if you would identify our border as effectively managed right now, how would you identify failure? What would it be, five million crossings in a year? You had two and a half million last year. A million gotaways, you had 500,000 last year. 
Crime rate tripled instead of doubled. Number one cause of death from 18 to 45 year old Americans right now is overdose. Under your watch, what would it be from five years old to 50? How would you identify failure if it's not what you've delivered thus far? By God, man, own the moment. You've been called upon to resign by myself and others. Next year, if we have the majority in this committee, which we shall, if you're still in office, you'll face impeachment. I ask you as a man, own this thing. Out of respect for you and the office, I ask you to reflect upon that. Please feel my spirit and speak truthfully. Step away from your talking points and speak to the American people and own this thing. We're losing our country down there. We need you to resign. Save the country the pain of your impeachment. I have 20 seconds, sir. Please respond. Congressman, I couldn't disagree with you more when you state that, when you state that our nation's sovereignty is disintegrating. Well, I guess that answers that. I yield, Mr. Chairman. Gentlemen's time has expired. Dozens of state attorneys general from Republican states have also called on Mayorkas to resign due to the border crisis and his inability to rein it in. The Republican National Committee is calling out Google for making spam folders a political issue. The RNC has filed a complaint with the Federal Election Commission against Google after researchers in North Carolina found that 70% of Republican-based emails were automatically sent to spam folders of those using Gmail accounts. RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel spoke to Newsmax, saying that only 10% of Democrat-generated emails landed in the spam folder. She called the disparity horrifying and further proof that big tech likes to put their thumb on the scales when it comes to Democrats and Republicans. The study came out of the North Carolina State University and its Department of Computer Science. It factored in both Gmail, Microsoft, and Yahoo algorithms when it comes to email. That's when the study found out that Google had an 820% higher rate of sending Republican emails to the spam folder compared to similar Democrat fundraising appeals. An airline pilot is telling his story and pushing back at the COVID-19 vaccine mandate that was issued within his airline company. Robert Snow posted a video of himself inside a hospital room where he has been in recovery since April 9th, following a very close call while flying an airplane. Another pilot, Joshua Yoder, says that Snow's story is a direct result of the Federal Aviation Administration overlooking their own safety regulations for political purposes and ultimately mandating the vaccine policy. Yoder has co-founded the U.S. Freedom Flyers as an anti-mandate group of U.S. pilots. Yoder also confirmed that legal action is underway against American Airlines, the FAA, and the U.S. Department of Transportation. Well, this is what you call a hefty Mary Jane. In Oklahoma, drug agents busted up a marijuana ring. Authorities seized 42,000 marijuana plants and arrested 28 workers in the drug trafficking operation. The drug bust happened in the town of Henrietta. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on the 1819 News podcast where hosts Brian Dawson and Ray Mellick talk to Josh Rhodes, founder of Crypto Y'all. When did you get into cryptocurrency? And, um, you know, because that's, you know, my son, uh, and I'm an old guy. We always joke about that. So my son, <laughs> like, gets heavy into this crypto thing, and I'm going, 
it's imaginary. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, it, uh, there's nothing tangible about it, and drives and, me and crazy. And don't don't think it's because you're old, right? You, yeah. You're you're a, a few decades my senior, and so I go to lunch with Josh, yeah. and I'm like, explain it to me. Yeah. So after like two batches of wings and two hours of explanation, I'm like, I still have no idea what you're talking about. No yeah. clue. Can't wrap my head around it. So. It's not just you, Ray. Okay, <laughs> so well, good because yeah, my son's all into this thing and and really you know up to date on it. I don't get it. So yeah. for dummies, yeah, you know, where are we with cryptocurrency? That's a really really big question. It's kind of <laughs> like saying where are we with zoology? Yeah. You know, it's like okay, well, I think it's important if you're an Alabamian or wherever you are listening to this, it's important to understand that. Well, let's just back up from the table and, and talk about the U.S. dollar. Okay. Let's start where we all where we all have common ground. Over the last 42 years or so, it's very apparent that central planning, central government, and and greed of Wall Street has um, would you would you agree rhetorically that they have either corrupted or um, affected the durability or the buying power of the U.S. Sure. dollar, yeah. right? See. I mean, forty percent of our U.S. currency was printed in the last few years. Mm. Yeah. So, anytime you um, dilute the supply of a particular commodity or premium, it becomes less worthy. So, everyone listening to this podcast has bank has money in the bank, no matter how much, and it's losing twenty percent of its buying power every single year. So, Gosh. that's our common ground right here. So then what's the answer? If you want to hear more about what Josh Rhodes offers as an answer, then you can find that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you're enjoying the daily detail, remember you can get those reports directly to your phone by subscribing on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And while you're at it, feel free to send a link to a friend so they can benefit from these reports as well. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 